0: The very last Sunday of a decade, that is significant. For some of you, it is a miracle that you even made it, yes? (laughs) For some of you, this has been one of the hardest decades you never thought when 2010 rolled around that you would go through and make it through what God has brought you through. Uh, For some of us, it's a great celebration of what God has done. We never would have believed 10 years ago that we would be in the greatest city in the world in God's country, Atlantic Canada, yes? That was really half-hearted. Let me give you a chance to redeem yourself here and ask you this question, because remember, you often get what you expect. There is power in positive expectation. And so let me ask you with that in mind, how many of you are expecting God to do some amazing things in the year 2020? Well, today we're going to do just a quick little review of just a few highlights, not everything. Uh, we're not going to talk about every ministry or every single objective that was accomplished or all the wonderful things that everybody did. But what I did is I thought kind of like a family slideshow. As I went back through our Facebook page uh, at the church and and just pulled out a few pictures that stood out to me that brought back some memories of some of the amazing things that God has done in our lives as a church. And and, uh, one of the highlights for me... uh, having moved here a few years ago to uh, a bilingual city, probably the most bilingual city uh, in all of the world, or in uh, North America, in terms of the equality of French and English. And so, cette semaine, j'ai commencé à souhaiter la bienvenue en français, and that was a great accomplishment. We were really... Uh, I've been working hard on that, and so to be able to offer the greeting on some of the Sundays this year in French uh, is is a new thing, and so that was a highlight for me uh, personally. But as a church, one of the huge events each year is what we call Easter Bunny Blast. And what's interesting about both Christmas and Easter, for us, being such a large church, is that other Christians will often, or, or people who aren't Christians too, but will often call or send emails and criticize us and uh, about celebrating Easter or having special events for Christmas uh, because they'll say, you know, don't you know that you're dealing with pagan celebrations? And, and I say, well, if you read the New Testament, you see that our faith is about looking at culture and saying, you know what, we have a God who is powerful enough to redeem it for his purposes. And even Paul went into uh, the, uh, the court where they had all of these different idols that they were worshiping, these pagan gods, and he pointed to one and he said, you worship what you do not know, let me tell you what it's really all about. And he began to declare the message of Jesus. And that's what we do at Easter Bunny Blast with over 3,000 people here on that Saturday morning. For many, it's the first time for many children ever to hear about the name of Jesus. And it's right here in this room. And we invite them to come back for Easter morning where we packed the house this year and celebrate the resurrection power of Christ to change lives. And you look in this picture, and another thing about resurrection is some of you were excited. This is the year that uh, we resurrected the worship choir. Hey, wasn't it? We've had, And so we've had... A lot of Sundays with the worship choir this year that have been absolutely fantastic. And that leads right into Love My City weeks. Love My City here at Moncton Wesleyan is is something that we practice all year round, but we do kind of a festival of outreach, community service, following Easter. We'll do it again this year. And, and, and f- for a period of two weeks, we've coordinated 25 or 30 different projects all around the city, and you go out and do thousands of hours of community service as we serve in the, and, and help schools and do projects for women's uh, shelters Uh, People who are are escaping abuse and addictions, recovery centers and homeless shelters and food banks and and serving in so many different ways in the community. I had a little snapshot that I took uh, on my phone of one of those events that's not brand new. We've been doing it for some years, but uh, with Love My City is... Uh, We had a number of people who uh, we go and take over some shops and and some car repair shops and widows and single mothers come and they get their cars ready uh, for summer to switch out the tires and and they clean them up and shine them up and and, uh, many of them received an oil change, just an amazing service to those in need. And then we headed into May, and we had one conference here in our city with thousands of teenagers from all across Atlantic Canada coming to worship God together. Now, speaking of teenagers, this is a historic picture when I looked back at the photo roll because this year, our Christian school here at Moncton Wesleyan, MCA, graduated the largest class ever in history. And we're so excited about what God is doing through our school. Our school is now bigger than it's ever been before. Close to 200 students enrolled this semester as we raise up world changers to make a difference. The next month, one of the highlights for me is All Nations Sunday. Tracy and I have often felt this tug in our hearts for the nations. And we kind of joked with our kids that once they grew up and moved out of the house, maybe we'd move to some country and uh, Tracy would teach English and I, I don't know what I would do, but somehow we would share the love of Jesus with other cultures around the world. And never did we think that the way that God would accomplish that is by moving us to a city where the nations are being led. And so we didn't even know two and a half years ago when we came to Moncton, as many of you were surprised as well, all of a sudden people from around the world started walking in the doors of our church. And a lot of our growth over the last few years has been not just Uh, Canadian Anglophones and Canadian Francophones, but also newcomers to Canada who are coming and becoming part of our fellowship. And and so it's a wonderful experience as on All Nations Sunday, uh, we celebrated what God is doing. And I think for some of you, the highlight of that Sunday, which you couldn't wait for, is the end of the service when we got to do a little all nations eating, can I get an amen? And uh, now speaking of food, food always seems to be a recurring feature because that very next week we had Summer Spectacular at Victoria Park downtown where we fed people for free, we shared uh, the love of Christ with children and families, we gave out Bibles, we had live music, and we had uh, magma and different community service Uh, agencies that were there to connect with families in need and also uh, from all different walks of life. And this picture stood out to me because it reminded me of two things. First of all, uh, that no matter how much I object, Pastor Liz, our children's pastor, loves to allow the kids to get dirty. I don't understand it. It goes against my nature, my personality. Uh, But uh, have you seen at Easter Blast how we have out there the big sand pit? Believe me, I did not approve of that. But it happens anyway, which can tell you how much people listen to me around here. But what really stands out to me about this picture, secondly, is that we love to have fun. We love people to know that following Jesus is a joy, and this picture stood out to me. I know it's not very high resolution. It's probably hard for you to see. But it's a whole room filled with students bowing their heads in prayer. Teenagers in prime ministry. This fall's been a tough fall as there's been a lot of transition. And, and our volunteer leaders and our teen leaders and our, have done an amazing job. And the numbers are through the roof as more and more kids are coming to Christ and being discipled in their faith. And so thank you so much to all those who work so hard as we head into the fall and we had fall kickoff Sunday and we planned and we rented uh, large like inflatables and all that crazy stuff for the biggest day of the year and then Hurricane Dorian hit. The power was out and we couldn't do it. And little did we know on that very Sunday when Hurricane Dorian hit us, that while we were spared from cataclysmic danger, the Bahamas was absolutely devastated. And so God began to tie our heart with theirs as we had teams of people go down to begin the repair and and the recovery work in the Bahamas. And we felt like God was drawing our heart to try to do something significant. And so last week, we repaired an entire village of people's roofs in 8 Mile, because last week you, you heard the story that you cannot be allowed to have electricity to your home if your roof is not repaired first. And so, so many people, the very first step to rebuilding their lives is to rebuild their roofs And so right now, the count is somewhere around $85,000 that you put towards rebuilding an entire community's roofs. All credit goes to our God and His courageous people. And so as we launched that, there was another picture from Kickoff Sunday that stood out to me, and it reminded me of the priority of prayer. And we've already talked about that this morning, so I'm not going to go into great detail. But let me tell you something in your life. God is greatly limited in what He can do if you limit the amount of time and investment you make in prayer. And I'm so excited about more and more people who are coming to our prayer events and prayer initiatives as we seek his presence first, and as a byproduct, we begin to experience his power. Uh, I love this picture from Jingle Bell Rock. Two years ago at Jingle Bell Rock, we had 1700. It was still a kind of new thing going on. And People weren't quite sure what to think, but we found more and more families who were completely disconnected from church, have no Christian family whatsoever, many children who have never heard the name of Jesus, and yet people would come to Jingle Bell Rock. And we began to invest in it more and more, and it grew from 1,700 to last year, we had 2,000 for that uh, Sunday, Saturday weekend, and then this year, we had 2,300. That's an increase of 600 people in the last two years. In fact, some of you here today, it's because you came for the very first time on a Sunday to Jingle Bell Rock. And then just this week, for the very first time ever, we had to have two Christmas Eve services because we filled up last year. And so, uh, now, back in the days when there was a smaller worship room, two was not unusual. But here in the Celebration Center, this is a big room to fill up. And we did last year, and we realized that we had to have more than one But that's kind of risky, right? And so we decided to go ahead and have two. And we were absolutely amazed this week on Tuesday night as 2,100 people came and joined us to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, man, Christmas Eve was absolutely fantastic. But it's not about crowds. It's because each person who comes is an individual who needs Jesus. And so some of these pictures are the ones that stood out to me the most. Lives being transformed as people surrender their hearts to Christ, step out in faith, begin to follow Him, and then go out to become world changers by His power. And for some of you, we've been joining you in prayer that this will be your friend this year, your family member, your coworker. Who will be transformed by the love of Christ? That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. Not because we're so good, but because our God is good. Not because we're so strong, but because His strength in us is what makes the difference. And so today, as we rely upon His power in our lives, we're going to receive together the communion sacrament the Eucharist the Lord's Supper and so as they are prepared we invite the ushers to go ahead and come right on down front as we serve communion and as we shared in that video with the beginning of the service You don't have to necessarily be a member of the church here to participate in communion, but you do need to be a believer in Jesus. And so if you have never surrendered your life to Christ, you can do that and then take communion with us and you simply do something like this in your heart. You say, Father, I confess that I need you. I've sinned, I've done wrong, I've lived for myself, but today I declare that I need you more than anything. You see, this is what we've been called to. Paul says that we have been urged to live a life worthy of the calling that we have received, and that in so doing we would be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, that we would make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. For there's one body and one Spirit... Just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. And so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Why? To equip his people. To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And so, Heavenly Father, as we take the bread and receive the cup, we're reminded that Jesus died on the cross for us and his body was broken, his blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And right now, maybe there are those of us in the room today who have something that you're bringing to our hearts and to our minds that we need to confess. We need your forgiveness. And so we invite you to come and wash us clean as we surrender to you, as we rely upon the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross for us, that we might have new life, eternal life, abundant life. And so, Lord, as we receive this sacrament today, may you administer your grace to our hearts and prepare us for this year yet to come. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so as you take the bread and the cup, would you just hold on to it as we sing this song and then after you've received it or held on to it, then I'm gonna come back in just a few minutes and we're going to receive it together.